Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, December 13th, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the forward to the first edition, page XIII, starting with the first paragraph, We of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are reading just one paragraph only. Today's readers are the 12 Steps of OA, Jackie M., the 12 Traditions of OA, Esther F., and readers of the text are Naomi B., Catherine C., and Deb W. The share ID for Wednesday, December 12, 2018, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 12,291. And 10 a.m. Eastern Time is 12,293. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of OA. I will now ask Jackie M. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Jackie? Good morning, everyone. This is Jackie M. recovered in New York. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We, one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Have a great day. I pass. 
Thank you, Jackie. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 traditions of OA. Esther, please go ahead. Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book, Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you please keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your share be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the forward to the first edition, page XIII, starting with the first paragraph, We of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are reading that one paragraph only. I will now ask Naomi B. to please begin reading. Naomi? Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Naomi. Okay, thank you, Katie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Forward to the first edition. This is a forward as it appeared in the first printing of the first edition in 1939. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. 
to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hoped that these pages will prove so convincing that no no further authentication will be necessary. We think this account of our experience will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. This is great. This is absolutely great. First of all, I I cannot tell you how many times I've heard people bristle at me using the word recovered, speaking of myself. I'm not cured. And I've been listening to Vision, Thank You God, since 2013. And what I heard in the beginning, which unfortunately I haven't heard recently, but it's true to this day, that I was once a, I was once a cucumber and I turned into a pickle. And I can't go back to being a cucumber. I mean, I am who I am. My brain is wired the way it is. Everyone else in my family are normal normal eaters. Well, it's like when it, when we go out to a restaurant, we order three coffees and a cup of tea. I don't drink coffee. I don't like the taste of it. And you know what? It's okay. I can be different. I can be someone that's my own person. And this program, and and here it says many do not comprehend the alcoholic as a sick person. I mean, when I first when I first discovered what what my situation was, I I tried to explain my daughter, who's in the medical field, that I had this illness. This, this compulsive overeating, and, you know, we went around with that. Needless to say, I know who I am. I don't have to correct my daughter. I know who I am. And precisely how we have recovered, this is, this is amazing. If I sit and talk, like, for the rest of my life, and, I, and I'm a good talker about how God has blessed me with this program, and I remember my first sponsor, she nagged me into listening for listening to vision, and my life was transformed. This book has transformed my life completely. I was, the amount of my drinking would be maybe two pina coladas a year. But boy, put me in front of some Philly food, and I'm like, there was no, no bottom. In fact, I once heard by someone so loving on this phone that this person's bottom had a trap door, and I didn't understand I just didn't understand what I didn't understand until this wonderful book was cracked open for me and to me. And um, thank you for allowing me to service. And I pass. Okay, Naomi. Thank you so much. And before we get started with taking names, I just want to remind everyone where we are. We're in the forward to the first edition. We're on page XIII. Starting with the first paragraph, we of Alcoholics Anonymous. And who would like to share? Siobhan Tina S. Nancy Larry K. Ginger C. And Larry. Okay, here's who I have so far. I just need one more name. Uh, Siobhan, Siobhan C. C. Hang on. Please don't repeat your name until I get through the list. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. Siobhan C. Tina S. Larry K. Harlan G. Ginger C, one more person. Nancy P. Nancy M. T. Okay, so we're just going to stop there because I got six people and I'll come back for everybody else. 
Siobhan C, Tina S, Larry K, Harlan G, Ginger C, and Nancy T. Siobhan, please go ahead. Oh, thank you so much. Can I be heard? Be loud and clear. Okay, great. Thanks. Is it too loud or should I lower the volume? Okay. Uh, it's Siobhan. Hi. Good morning, family. It's Siobhan C. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater based in Santa Monica, but by coastal of New York. Um, so, uh, oh, God, I, this is one of my favorite, favorite uh, sentences in this book because um, precisely to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered. How helpful is that? Oh, wow. You know, I married a cook because I love to eat. And, um, well, I used to love to eat. Actually, it's funny because since I got recovered October 26th after five days starting homicidal, suicidal, planning a mental columbine of at least four or five of my resentments, and I was in the Israeli army, so I can shoot if I want to um, really well, and I could take out four of them. And just in the mind, but I didn't share that with my therapist. I got recovered in five days. And, you know, when I married my husband, it was a perfect marriage. He was, um, he was a great cook, and I was a great eater. And so he would cook, and I would eat, and I would eat, and he would cook. And, and it worked until he started replacing cooking with cocaine. And I was like, baby, if you can multitask, we can make this work. But, no, he started doing the cocaine instead of the cooking, so that was over. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, and I love that it's so precise because when he'd cook a meal, I would say, honey, how did you make that? It's delicious. And he, he was a real true chef where he'd say, oh, a little of this, a little of that. He'd just throw in anything. That wasn't helpful to me because I could never repeat it. So what I love about this is that it shows me precisely how, thank God this isn't Chinese telephone. Remember that little game where we say something, it comes out totally different at the end. Thank God this is written. Thank God that words can't, you know, words can be interpreted and still come up with different meanings, but at least we can all be the judge and jury of our own lives, and we can all decide to drown ourselves or hang ourselves or get on shore and get safe and free and help others, and so that's what I did. I decided to get on shore and just do the steps. Finally, after 47 years, 37 years of suffering around, uh, going to face-to-faces and seeing other people, like, just miserable, really, never seen anyone except I got in visions, and that's the only place I saw people happy, joyous, and free, so I came back. Um, and so recovered, I love that because it's really, it is, a, it is the freedom. And there's three groups who don't get it. One is they don't want it. Two is they, they never did a thorough four-step, see page 73 on the first paragraph, having, having persevered, they wonder why they fell. And then the other one is that they don't keep it. And that's the first paragraph on page 89. we got to help others. And I, and I actually, um, and I would say that, you know, the best immunity, right, is, 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 that's what I'm guaranteed. I'm guaranteed immunity on page 89, and it says, um, having, um, oh, gosh, the uh, practical experience in CAPS tells us that nothing will so much ensure immunity from, from, from uh, drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. You can substitute with, as you like. And, and so I have to help others. So I've got to trust God, clean house. Time, please. Thank you. Thanks, Siobhan. And before we move forward, we're going to try something new. If I can't hear you, I will let you know. Otherwise, please go ahead with your sharing. So Tina S., please go ahead. Tina S., I cannot hear you. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Sorry about there that. There we go. Um, no, it's all my good. my dogs in the background. <laughs> I am so sorry. Trying to get him to shut up, but they will not. Uh, wow, this is some great stuff, you know. Um, so grateful to be on the line. And the first thing that I'd like to share is that it says we, you know, because I always thought it was about me. And uh, the good news it is 
is that it is we and not me. Um, you know, I love that, you know, and it's already been said, you know, it, it sh- number one, it says to show, to teach other alcoholics precisely exactly how we recovered. It's the main purpose. It's the reason the book is being written so that it can show us how to recover. And then it goes on to say that we um, will prove so convincing to be capable of of, um, making me believe that there's no further authentication is necessary for this. You know, and and one of the things that I like about that it talks about, and besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. You know, it's a design for living that works. You know, I have a transformation that comes about through the process of the 12 steps that changes. I have a psychic change. I have a spiritual awakening. I'm no longer that same person. You know, and that's the good news. And uh, and this is the beginning. I love it. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. I am so on board. And with that, I pass. And I apologize again for my dogs. Thanks. It is okay. We are all perfectly imperfect. All right. Larry Kay, go ahead. Boy, that was a good segue. <laughs> hey, Katie, mm-hmm. thanks so much for your service. Um, yeah. So the, uh, you know, th- this is a great, message for me uh, uh, to read, you know, that it talks about to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. So this book, our main text, you know, in Alcoholics Anonymous, the main purpose, the reason they wrote the book is to explain to you and I, you know, explain to the person coming in to the room in 2018 precisely how they have recovered. And they're not going to use that word lightly, this word precisely. They're, they're not going to tell us almost how they, how they recovered. They're, they're not going to give you a sort of a vague idea how we've recovered. And then you, you, you sort of work your own program. Now, now, you can do that if you wish to. But the idea of writing the book was after hundreds and, and thousands of years where there was no solution uh, for people like you and me. They found one. They, they, they found one. And they knew what they had was unbelievably valuable. And they realized that when worked, as it's laid out in our text, it worked every time. If you worked it, right? And they wanted to preserve that. And they realized, wow, if we don't put this down on paper, you know, sooner or later when, when you know, when, when we, you know, when they, they talk about a hundred of them, perhaps there was, they rounded up slightly. But the point is, if this isn't down on paper, when we're all dead, years down the road, this, you know, this thing can get really watered down. And let's face it, we've butchered it anyway, with the best of intentions. You know, what would have happened if we hadn't put it down on paper? So we would understand exactly how they did it. So we could do it exactly how they did it and get it right. Now, for this message to get out, we, you know, we had to create a fellowship and we organized and we needed to organize. I mean, if we hadn't organized, it would, you know, it might still be uh, uh, five guys smoking cigars in Akron. You know, but for the message to spread, we needed to organize. And with that came some watering down of the message, the quality that happens with organization. But you know what? We... Um, it's it's not a secret anymore. This is the this is the nature of the deal. We you know you ask yourself what's happened over the course of eighty plus years with millions of people in AA and OA. You know, let's face it. You know that that many of them whom are not recovered 
a lot of information has come into the rooms that is remarkably different from what's in the big book. And what's in the big book is not a bunch of random facts. They are the instructions for how to save your life. So it's, it's pertinent that this information, you know, that any information that's opposed to what is there can kill you, which is why we stick to the basics. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie. Thank you, Larry. Next up, we have Harlan G., followed by Ginger C. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Katie, and good morning, Gabriella. Thank you both for your wonderful service this morning, and thank you to Team Thursday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Let's take a look at what we have here. It says we. It doesn't say I or you. It says we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who are recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I'm going to stop right there. You know, if I'm going to be in conflict with the author of a book, as I sometimes am, I might be in conflict with one, two, maybe three people. If I'm going to be in conflict with the authors of this book, I'm going to be in conflict with more than 100 men and women And what is the qualification of these men and women? They have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, we often take for granted as people who were born 40s, 50s, 30s, whatever, we take for granted that Alcoholics Anonymous is a national institution because in our lifetime it has been. When this book first came out in 1939, There was nowhere for them to go. There were jails, hospitals, and graves, and that's where they went. But now there was light at the end of the tunnel. Now the next sentence, to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered, is the main purpose of this book. What is the definition of show? The definition of show is to teach by demonstration. Carry the gospel. And if you must use words, to show us, not tell us, show us. That's a very deliberate word, to show other alcoholics. Now on page 45 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Is that consistent? If I find a power through these steps, that is greater than myself, which will solve my problem, I will recover. So it is extremely consistent. On page 20 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it asks the question in the first full paragraph. It says, if you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, meaning drinking, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? And then the next sentence is, It is the purpose of this book, new paragraph, to answer such questions specifically. Is that consistent? Yes, it is rock-solid consistent. And it says here at the bottom of the paragraph, we're studying our way of living has its advantages for all. One of the big advantages of this way of living is that I'm still alive. And not only am I still alive, I'm free of the compulsion to eat, and I have been emancipated happily. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. 
We will now have Ginger C, followed by Nancy T. Ginger, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie, and thank you so much for your service this morning. This is Ginger C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. So to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. And again, it's italicized, so it's stressing the importance. But precisely, you know, entirely, absolutely, completely, and totally, we're going to follow these clear-cut directions, and we're going to be absolutely transformed in a way that if you haven't begun, you're going to be, you will be amazed before you're halfway through. And I just have tears in my eyes just thinking about this process and this unfolding. And I know my AA people think I'm a little crazy with this book. But it still blows my mind that a book solved my problem. And I could not stop eating. And I was dying in OA. And thank God that this higher power loves me so much, like God loves all of us, that God never quits or gives up. Because I was completely blindsided in Virginia Beach. Had no intention of stopping eating. But God loved me so much that God got me on that plane and got me to those amazing people that were living and breathing and in this book, big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I just didn't get the power of the big book and what this ashes meant. And I so get it today. So if you're struggling, the hardest struggle is our resistance to change, not the change. So I hope you can put your food down today and just say goodbye in a way you probably never had to say goodbye to a very long friend because this book is unbelievable and it will save your life. And life is going to take on new meaning where you're finally thinking a little less about you and a little bit more about that other person because many suffer right here, right now on the line and outside your door. And you can invert misery and death if you just follow these precise directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C. We will now have Nancy T. And then we'll open the line up again. Nancy, please go ahead. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, family. This is Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. I love this first paragraph in the first in the forward to the first edition you know this very first sentence we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body brings so much hope that no wonder the growth of this fellowship that we read about just yesterday happened because it starts by giving hope to all the people who um, I think it was Larry who alluded to all the people who were um, they either landed up in jail, uh, dead, or in hospitals because of this disease. There was no recovery. Um, it was a miserable existence for the alcoholic. And then all of a sudden in 1939, here is a book that brings them hope for the first time ever. And I love that it just starts with so much hope in one sentence. And then um, it follows with a very important statement to show other alcoholics precisely how we've recovered is the main purpose of this book. So that's why they wrote this book, because they wanted to share that hope with the still-suffering alcoholic. 
I want to tell you that I was ready to, before I um, surrendered and became willing to follow the instructions in this book precisely, I had been a victim of relapse after relapse after relapse. I did the steps one, two, three dance, or even up through step nine. I mean, I just did that and wondered why the heck I couldn't get this thing. And I was ready to give up. I was ready to say, I'm just going to die fat. It does not work. And But I was still listening to this big book study mostly every single morning. And I heard people talk about how they followed the instructions in the book exactly as it's printed and that they recovered. And I had to concede to my innermost self, I have not done that. I have not followed the instructions precisely as they're written. And something in me said, you can't give up until you try it. You can't be the one who says, I tried it and it didn't work if I hadn't done it. And so I grabbed me a sponsor and I asked her to take me through the big book exactly as it was written. And she did so. And lo and behold, I'm standing here today as a recovered woman in um, OA. Very grateful. And as Harlan always says, I'm not just abstinent. I'm happily abstinent. That is the miracle. I found recovery. And it goes on to say that we don't have to um, do anything else to authenticate the words in this book because our actions and our lives as we live them now are proof enough of the recovery that happens from working these steps this way. Um, I love this last sentence too. I think Harlan alluded to it. We are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. I often say I wish everybody had to work the 12 steps. I think our world would be a different place today if they did. But um, anyway, I love this book. I love all of you, and thank you for allowing me to share this morning. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, before I collect some more names, let's all see where we are in the reading. So we are in the forward to the first edition, page XIII, starting with the first paragraph, we of Alcoholics Anonymous. And would you please enthusiastically say your name once, and I will write down as fast as I can. Please go ahead. Melissa Sandy S. Okay, we're just going to have to stop right there because we have another six. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so we have Melissa C., Russ M., Edini M., Catherine C., Matt M., and Sandy S. And if we could all, um, I will let you know if I don't hear you when you press star one. Otherwise, go ahead with your sharing. So let's get started with Melissa C. Melissa, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your loving service this morning. Um, it's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And oh my gosh, there's so much in this paragraph. Like, first of all, um, what have I recovered from? Like, I just love, like, right there, there's the word recovered, and um, that was something that was, like, blasphemy in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous that I went to. And, um, you know, so what is it that I've recovered from? You know, what was seemingly hopeless? I've recovered from hopelessness. I've recovered from a state of mind that had me believing that there was no hope for this person except to shove food down my throat. You know, I did not recover from the allergy. And I think that's the part 
that sometimes gets people get confused about, or at least the meetings I've gone to, like they think maybe when I say recovered, it means that I believe that I can eat a piece of chocolate, you know, and no, and my, and my allergy has not been cured. I am not, um, I am still a compulsive overeater. I still have a deadly allergy, but I'm no longer hopeless. And, um, and that this way of life has benefits for all. So, you know, like really powerful. I love that, that, that this thing that drove me to my knees is beneficial, not just for me, but really can be for everybody in my life, everybody that I touch. And, that's what bears witness to the power of this program. That's why um, that I do sometimes get asked by people, like, what are you doing? Not just because, you know, it looks like I've lost weight. Like, that's pretty powerful. But that I'm living differently. I'm a woman that has tremendous hope. And, you know, so like this morning, my husband took out the garbage. And he made a comment to me that he noticed there's a lot of junk food in the garbage. And he said, yeah, I think, I think, you know, you said our daughter's name, I think she's eating a lot of crap when we're not home. And, and I said, yeah, she might very well have what I have. You know, and then out of my mouth came, she's not being bad, hon. She might be sick. And, you know, and where that at one time would fill me with fear, dread, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do about it? Today, I have so much hope. I'm like, you know what? If she does have this thing, guess what? There's a solution, and she has a mom who's recovered. And I have hope for all problems that arise in my my life today and my children's life today. Um, thank you. That's what I've recovered from. And with that, I'll pass. Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. We'll now have Russ M. followed by Edini M. Russ, please go ahead. How's my great friend Katie doing today? I hope she's <laughs> spectacular. And that mm -hmm. beautiful baby. Good morning, family. It's Russ M. Recovered Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. Um, every, every time I see that we of Alcoholics Anonymous, I think of Sister Sledge. We are family. I want to hear that bass line, you know? And, and it, it just juices me up and brings tears to my eyes. Because I think of where I was almost two years ago. You know, I I, I don't know. I was pretty bad shape. You know, I I had nothing. I had nothing. I had no direction. I had been floundering for 44 years trying to make it, trying to get what I got to get. And I was broken. And, yeah, I had zero hope. I had nothing. I, I thought I was done. I can, I was, you know, I asked the Lord to take me. Because I had, I had, I had nothing to offer. I felt until you know I, I came in the rooms, and someone said, "You don't have to live this way, man. You, there's something to you." Then I got on the phone line, and then my brother from New York called me and invested in me for months, and then the big Oki walked walked me through things. The Godfather and Ace, all the guys took and invested in me. And these, and the beautiful, great, loving sisters that I have here checked in with me. You know, this, and, and it's not just, you know, that connection. It's what you were telling me, what you were teaching me coming from this big book. It's, it's you know, you dusted me off. 
you shook the dirt dirt off of me and said, "Look, Russia, you got something to offer. You know, you're going you're going to be okay. You're going to be alive. You're going to live, and you're going to have joy." It's incredible. It's incredible. And like I always say, it compels me to do it for someone else, to live it for someone else. I, I, oof, man, it's it's incredible. I, I, you know, every time I think, you know, I didn't make any progress, I look back to where I was. And boy, it's a miracle. Seemingly hopeless state of mind and body and everything else crashing down on me. It's incredible. There is hope. It's just I got to take myself out of it and let God take care of the rest. And uh, you guys are family to me. Please know that. You're so valuable to me. You have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. We'll now have Edini M. followed by Catherine C. Edini, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Katie, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Edini, and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. I didn't get past we. We is capitalized, both W and the letter E. So we is a powerful statement. It's representing our spiritual brothers and sisters who have a connection. That means we are recovered. A connection. That means we are growing. A connection. That means, yes, we're abstinent. We explains what happened and where we stand today from being isolated and being stuck in quicksand and not being able to breathe, to be pulling, pulled out of that quicksand and to stand on a firm, unshakable foundation and to be able to inhale all that is God, inhale all that is love, and inhale all that is pure. We were lost, and now we were found. We is capitalized because we represent God. We have been blessed to carry a message of depth and weight. We manifest God's character, placing principles over personalities. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. We have a testimony. There is proof. There is evidence. Uh, These 100 men and women have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. It only seemed hopeless. It was never hopeless. People on this line are living happy, joyous, and free because of this divine connection to God and to others. The purpose is to show how to do this, how to live with ourselves so we can live with so we can live life as it was meant to be lived by showing us the principles of this program, giving specific instructions in this divinely written book to carry a message of hope and freedom from what? This bondage of self, to show others how the obsession of the mind has been removed by becoming spiritually awakened. A connection was needed from being disconnected, a continual awakening creating a stronger connection and going deeper and deeper each and every time. There's no destination but only an invitation to go deeper into this awesome connection with God and others. Newcomers, my goodness, this is great news. Accept this invitation and come and join us to be part of that capitalized 
we. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Edini. We will now have Catherine C. followed by Madam. Catherine, please go ahead. Catherine C, plus star one to unmute your phone. I can't hear you. Hi, good morning. This is Catherine C, a compulsive reader from Virginia. Um, the line that stuck out to me was that we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentic authentication will be necessary. Um, and I've been taught to look up definitions and convincing is defined as capable of causing someone to believe that something is true or real. For so long, I would sit in over years anonymous, relating out, I'm different than, I'm special, I don't need to follow these precise directions. And yet, I would wonder why I felt so alone and why I kept relapsing over and over and over. It wasn't until I started to relate in, and this book, as we've read for these past few days, is trying to make, convince me I am a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, and I need to follow these precise instructions, and I will have hope if I do so. And for me, for powerlessness, for step one, really came when I related in fully. I related into your story. I related into your experience. And I also related into experiences I've never even experienced because I realized my disease will take me there. I've never been 500 pounds, but I've heard people on this line talk about being 500 pounds. And I related in because I knew my disease would take me there if I stayed in it. And believe me, I worked these, I started working really hard <laughs> when I realized that. When I related in fully, knowing if I don't, <laughs> I'm going to continue on doing what I'm doing. So these pages are trying to convince me over and over that what I of what I am, but it's my job to truly relate in, to truly release, realize I'm part of the we, I'm part of this group, and with that I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. We'll now have Matt M. followed by Sandy S. Matt, please go ahead. Thank you, Katie G., for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt Emmett, Compulsory from New Jersey. There are passages of this book that I want to get made into a T-shirt so I can wear them around and uh, show people how powerful this big book is for me. You know, um, this I'm so glad I'm a big part of the we. You know, I, I, have a, I have a place where I belong. I have a place where I can fit in with others. You know, I'm not just I'm not alone in a sea of drifting in a sea of nothingness anymore. I have some place where I can identify in that I am a compulsive overeater and uh, of the hopeless variety. I'm grateful I can be a part of the people, just another bozo on the bus, because this disease tries to convince me all the time that I'm terminally unique, that I'm not as bad as you people, that I just have to lose a lot of weight. That's all I have to do, that I'm not really a compulsive overeater. And um, there's no further authentication will be necessary because I believe in my heart of hearts that I am a compulsive overeater. Um, this is a way of living that does have advantages for all, and my friends of mine who are not addicts, they've come around to my way of thinking just because I'm on showing them through my own benefits. And when I'm getting through this program, it's amazing what just by doing what you're doing for yourself, what I'm doing for myself, how other people can see that the change in me and they can definitely coming around. And I'm grateful for that. And um, 
I'm so grateful that this program exists because I don't think I'd be here if it didn't exist. I think I'd be dead from a heart attack or from other issues in my health. You know, it's not easy. I am one of those people. I was almost 700 pounds. I was dying a slow, painful death right in front of everybody as public as possible. And, you know, I was I was smothering myself in hundreds of hundreds of pounds of excess flesh and dying a slow death. And uh, I don't need to do that anymore. I realize, you know what, I can, I can recover. I can get recovered. I am. And I could take this one day at a time. I'm grateful you're all here tonight. With that, I pass. Thank you, Matt M. And now we'll have Sandy S. Sandy, please go ahead. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. A lot of things stuck out. And I think the biggest thing is the we, like everyone else. I think what really underlined my compulsive overeating was just this feeling of being terminally unique, you know, really feeling like I'm the worst. Nobody is as bad as me. Every story I heard, they're not as bad as me. And, you know, I've given that up. In fact, not only have I given up that I'm the worst, but I'm actually grateful that I lost everything, everything, almost my life twice, you know, not figuratively, like really, (laughs) almost murdered and almost committing suicide. And, um, you know, I can use that to my advantage. I could use it as a springboard of recovery because I'm really interested in the how. You know, what do I have to do to uh, really enjoy this life and really be at ease? Because when I'm in that state of mind, um, I'm really effective. It's not just what I say. It's like how I'm being, you know, and that's what they talk about. You know, God, please remove the fear and direct your attention to what you'd have me be. be. And that's something I'm powerless over. And um, this way of living, you know, what is it? I'm a very concrete person. The steps are even too abstract for me sometimes. I just have to know, like, what am I supposed to do right at this moment? And I knew, like, I was supposed to try and get on the line, you know, see if my voice would be heard, and it's fine if I'm not. And then to really pray to God, to the God that I have difficulty believing in, to really pray for God to speak through me, that I can be of maximum service to other people and to myself. And I am an example of anyone can recover. I was eating and throwing up 12 times a day. I had no desire to stop. Food was my God. And now it's totally reversed. I'm putting all that energy I put into self-destruction, into reconstruction that God is doing. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy. And I think I can take three names um, if we each share for about two minutes. So if you'd say your name once, I can write it down more clearly. Okay, so my ears are so broken. I did not hear anybody's name, so I apologize. Julie M. And one more. Okay, so the names that my ears heard are Darian K., 
Julie M and Barbara E. And in the spirit of sharing, if we could each take two minutes so that we can uh, all get in, I'd love it. So let's start with Darian Kay. Please go ahead, Darian. Hi there, Katie. Um, hi, Darian Kay from the Berkshires of Massachusetts. I'm so grateful to be on the line today and hear everybody sharing. And how amazing it is to start a book from where it started. I mean, I, I'm not a, I mean, I wish I was more of an avid reader, so I probably would skip all this and start with chapter one. And boy, what a disservice, I guess, um, because there's so much wonderful sharing going on with these pages that I just feel so blessed to be hearing all that you're sharing. Um, and I, I identified so much with people talking about we. Um, it is such a such an inclusive program. Um, before OA, I never felt a part of anything. Um, when I was growing up, I was in the band because it feels like the band accepted everybody. It didn't matter whether you were a geek or a brain or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever terms were in those days. But I just, you know, I didn't feel like a part of anything. And um, that carried me through, you know, some of my childhood, um, gratefully. But when I came to OA, um, I just felt immediately a part of the group and accepted and loved. And, um, and people took so much time um, with me. It was just, it just amazed me, and it continues to amaze me. You know, I, I had some beautiful sharing last night with my sponsor, and I just, you know, it blows me away that, that people offer up so much time um, to, to walk us through this, um, this amazing, you know, journey. And then share so much of what they have, too, so that we can relate and feel, um, you know, that, that we're working on this together instead of alone. Um, <clears throat> and also the recovered part, people were sharing about that. And, and I, too, was like, oh, like a porcupine. Like, what? You can't know. Come on, we're recovering, right? But Time, please. Yep, thank you. I'll wrap up. I, you know, I can definitely relate to what people were saying about the hopelessness recovering from that hopelessness and I am you know working on that and I'm so so grateful and thank you so much for letting me share it have thanks Darian next up we'll have Julie M followed by Barbara E Julie please go ahead hi good morning this is Julie M recovering in Colorado um, I want to talk about the italicized words precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. And one of the precise instructions in the doctor's opinion is to put down the food. And I have been, I've been in OA for about eight years. I've been on the visual line for, I think, about three years. And it's humbling to know, to have to admit, that I have not been precisely following the instructions of put down the food and be entirely abstinent. I've had sugar down for six, over six years. The next thing that came up was high-fat dairy. And then in, about a month ago, I found myself eating bags of chips. And somewhere along the way, I had this idea that they were somehow okay for me. And I was sitting there and I thought, you know what, these are not 
this is not a food item that I am allowed to eat. And it's just incredible how much my disease keeps me in denial of the truth. Even though underneath I was, I was thinking, well, it's not just high-fat dairy, it's fried foods, and here I am eating chip chips. So I'm back, you know, went back to step one. I'm now working step four. And I'm just, I'm asking God to please let me be 100% honest about the foods that I truly, truly, truly need to put down. Um, when I was eating those chips, I wasn't at the beginning of the slide. I was in the middle of the slide down. And I had a thought of ice cream. And that terrified Because that is my number one thing. And the fact that I could be that close absolutely terrified. Time, please. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you, Julie M. And Barbara E., please go ahead. Thank you so much. Uh, In New Jersey here, a cold, cold day. I love that it says show other alcoholics and for us overeaters and explain precisely, precisely how we've recovered. The book was the solution and unbelievably valuable if we worked it. I don't know if you ever played telephone as a kid. One kid would start with a little message, whisper it to the next person, and then it would get passed along So at the end, the message was totally changed. It had morphed. And that's what I found at meetings. Meetings are all different. They have guidelines. And that's okay because step four says each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting others as a whole. But I wanted the precise directions. I needed them because when I came into Overeaters Anonymous 20 years ago, I had done severe physical damage to myself, and I was spiritually bankrupt. I knew I was powerless over compulsive overeating, and I needed to be open-minded when when people suggested for uh, spirituality, for recovery. But that really stuck in my craw. I didn't know if I could do it. And my sponsor asked that I really just remain open-minded, Well, I guess I could do that. And I worked like crazy. I worked with her. Interestingly enough, I couldn't find one reference to the word sponsor in the big book, but I'll call her my guide holding the lantern. And reluctantly, I opened my mind to the fact that maybe, just maybe there was something in this spiritual lifestyle. Slowly but surely, I realized that I did need a power outside a human being, outside the rooms, outside the refrigerator, outside the fast food restaurants. I needed a God in my life, a director, a principal. I love that he chooses so many different words to say it. But it slowly, this God, director, principal, filled that lonely hole that I used to fill with food. And even when I went to my first meetings, I did feel alone. I felt that I was different, that no one would want me. Oh, thank you. Now I feel so much better. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Barbara. And thank you to everyone who has shared today. 
please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for Thursday, December 12th, 2018, our 7 a.m. meeting is 12,297. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Catherine C. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Catherine? Hi. Hello. My name is Catherine. I'm a compulsive overeater from Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.